Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Twin Cities, it's time for Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio. Uh, folks, we've got a good one today. Uh, young Bebus is with us, and she is a managing broker at VR Business Brokers. Young, welcome. Well, thank you. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. And I've been looking forward to this, um, and I'll tell everybody why in a second. But uh, before we get to that, let's talk about you and talk about VR Business Brokers. How are you serving folks out there? Um, we help uh, our small business owners in our privately held uh, company market and the small to uh, mid-market size business owners. Um, when they when the business owners are looking for a, a sale or exit or growth by mergers and acquisitions, and uh, uh, we're having fun, we're enjoying the uh, um, what's happening in the marketplace, um, good good and bad. Uh, some of the uh, challenges that have uh, been uh, occurred by the COVID and some of the things that happened in the marketplace obviously had some impact, but uh, we see a lot of business owners overcoming or uh, looking for some options. So we're uh, working with the business owners in different um, ways that we can assist them. Um, and uh, we have a market here in Minnesota, part of the uh, VR network as a national um, brokerage firm network. And uh, uh, VR meaning value to representation and that we try to live by every day for our clients. And um and again, my name is Young Bebas. I'm the uh, managing broker and uh, certified M&A professional and uh, uh, business certified appraiser um, and working with our um, brokers and our clients here at the office and helping them day in and out. Yeah. Well, let's, let's uh, I guess, get definitional if we can. Um, Absolutely. You know, I, I think business owners get confused maybe sometimes because they hear terms like business broker investment banker, M&A advisor, you know, sort those terms out for us, if you would. Sure, sure. Um, we so use a uh, say business broker. Uh, when we do a business brokering, a lot of times that means 100% transactions. Um, say we are selling a uh, business owner's business and putting it in the hands of another business owner. So going through that transaction and closing. Mergers and acquisitions, um, very similar in the process where um, there might be some different structuring of the um, business sale. Uh, for an instance, um, we have a business owner looking at uh, staying with a buying company with the part um, as a rollover equity, uh, equity owner of, say, 15% to 20%. And the remainder is um, bought out, majority is bought out by um, the uh, other, the larger company who's uh, purchasing company, buying company. And that buying company could be private equity group or a venture capitalist, um, or it could be a synergetic company that is buying um, and allowing the uh, existing owner to stay, continue to help with the business growth. Um, investment banking, a lot of times is used with the terms of um, larger scale um, stock exchange or a, uh, a public company uh, sale as well. 
Um, although a lot of investment bankers are part of the um, uh, middle market transactions, um, looking at putting in the hands of the uh, going IPOs or um, so in it, the going public, I guess. So that's what I more easier way to say that going public and with an IPO and uh, putting in the uh, um, buying more investors, so to speak, finding more investors. So and I'm, I'm not sure if that explained. No, that's great. Bit. Yeah, that's yeah. that's okay. a great explanation because I think some folks get confused on that. Uh, sure. Some of those distinctions. But let's talk a little bit before we get uh, dive into further details of your work and, and how you uh, serve. Let, let's talk about you and your career journey. I and mean, you, you were in healthcare operations bef- before you uh, started your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about uh, what your experiences there, what you learned out of that and why you got into business brokerage. Yeah. Thanks for asking that question, John. So um, I kind of start with my background and heritage. And I think it's important in the sense why uh, I'm a business owner myself as well and uh, why I do what I do. Um, I grew up in South Korea and my bis- my parents and grandparents, um, they had um, they always had a small business, not because they were entrepreneur fancy, they had a lot of money, but because they had uh, by default, they were farmers, then they were butchers, and then they owned the restaurant and they owned the clothing store. Um, so they went through a career change themselves through different types of businesses. And that was how they sent, you know, me and my siblings to the college and um, wow. hardworking. Mm-hmm. And business was always in the sort of forefront of my mind. And I came to United States, um, you know, 1997. Mm-hmm. And after just right after I finished my college and uh, I continued on with my journey of um, education and um, uh, kind of working with the corporate America and working for, say, um, uh, large retail stores to a insurance company to a healthcare operations. I tumbled, I sort of tumbled into insurance, uh, healthcare, uh, assist living operations. And then I stayed in that space for, say, 20 years. Mm. And through that career, um, I grew up in that field, I would say, because, um, you know, post college and graduating uh, during that time, I worked as a uh, office manager, corporate marketing manager, executive director, and, um, and regional director and COO. So I sort of grew um, vastly and I had a wonderful, fantastic career. And I feel so grateful for it. learned so much. Through the uh, more of a corporate positions that I've had, we were involved in uh, mergers and acquisitions of post pre due diligence. So due diligence, pre-closing and post-closing due diligence. And we don't, we didn't necessarily use those terms, but that's exactly what it was, right? So when we went through that, I just loved the transition process before mm-hmm. and after being involved in that sort of exciting journey of the change. Um, and that that field has been always in my mind and interest is sort of mergers and acquisition, or, you know, you would call it a brokerage or mergers and acquisition. In our space, we used, generally used term of M&A. Mm-hmm. So when we, uh, and Again, I've always had a journey of looking for a business opportunity of my own. And uh, I would say that's been on my mind during the entire probably 20 years. I met with the SCORE, which is a national sort of platform as part of the SBA. And I met with some fantastic SCORE mentors. And um, as I went through the journey, I was looking for a business to purchase for myself during the healthcare operation side. 
and uh, which of course at that time would have been my area of field of area that I knew, which would have been a uh, healthcare operations. Through that process, I learned. I just loved loved how small business transaction is quite different from M and A transactions. What different terms and how financials are looked at even differently, and uh, who are involved behind the scenes and uh, post closing scenes and all of that. And I've done my research, and I said this is what I want to do. And um, I've uh, gotten my licensure that I was required to have, and uh, I opened up the office. So that was sort of startup of my phase of the M and A space. But at, you know, so far, I, I, um, you know, the experience and the business owners we've worked with, I love it. Um, you know, for an example, we had a, a business owner who worked with a partner. Partner was absentee, more of a business side, and this particular owner, fifty um, percent owner, was. Yeah, more of a field operation. Mm-hmm. When he transacted with a good buyer in place, he said, "I can finally spend my holiday not away from my family. I can spend my time, my uh, you know, multiple holidays at once, uh, and go through a retirement." Um, so, and buyers were happy with having the business opportunities, um, and that was, you know, that's it's a great accomplishment by making a difference in a person's lives. It's not only just the business world, um, and uh, yeah, other examples: business owners who thought about it and planned on it, and they stay engaged with us for multiple years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we actually see the business going uh, through the growth in the right way, with the right value drivers, and transacting at the sort of their wish point of you know their target um, exit price, so to speak. Right. So those are the uh, all the you know we make impact by helping um, on other small business owners to grow by an acquisition, finding just a really good synergetic um, opportunity who is selling. So uh, selling owner is able to retire with a really good buyer in place. That buyer is uh, able to grow that business with a legacy that that they built on. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's um, seeing all of that. It's just been fantastic. So we love deal makings. That's that's awesome. Now, one thing I heard in your history that I think is is quite wise, and I'm not sure you're probably the one percent of potential business owners that might take advantage of this. Is you mentioned going to score before you bought the business, mm-hmm. or opened the business to figure out what the best alternatives for you were, and I, th- I th- that could apply to folks that want to actually buy a business, correct? Oh, for sure. Yes, for sure. In fact, um, I'm, I'm now to be able to get back to that, my history, um, I was working as a score mentor, but with sort of more of a demanding hours, obviously, in the work that we do, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm staying as a more of a score emeritus uh, member. And um, I'm well, thank you for this. giving back that way, by the way. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed it. I met with just wonderful mentors. And we do a I'm, I'm going to be starting a um, business startup courses with, um, um, you know, uh, score, obviously what the score has been offering as mm-hmm. uh, one of the instructors. But yeah, I think um, a lot of times people think about startups, don't think too much about the uh, business purchase as an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, great to explore that option uh, because there is a cash flow immediately and there's established trade and established suppliers, established accounts, established customer base, and established employees. I mean, those are all the good things to look at and do a maybe um, check out some options 
and do some financial analysis and what does that look like and how different is that? Uh, so for sure. And based on what I know about SCORE, those services are offered free, right? Yes, yes. Folks, um, you, you can't get any better value proposition than that. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. folks, we're here chatting with Young Bebus, and she is with VR Business Brokers uh, uh, in, here in the Minnesota area. So, uh, Young, I want to talk to you about uh, your experience as a corporate executive mm-hmm. coming out of corporate. You're able to talk to folks in that situation that have may, maybe they're tired of corporate and they want to leave and, and uh, buy a business. Uh, maybe they've been laid off and they want to buy a business. Talk about what an individual like that hmm. needs to think about, right? Because you have a yep. unique perspective there that mm-hmm. others maybe don't have. Right, right. Um, yeah, in fact, we see a lot, um, whether that involved the layoff or planning, proper planning, Sure. that uh, we have a lot of corporate executives who are forming a um, uh, sort of um, a group with the potential search funds to be able to buy a decent sized companies. We see more and more of that nowadays, and it seems to be sort of a trend. Um, and, um, you know, there are different types of buyers and they make a good buyer or buyer group because, um, they come with that management experience. Uh, what might lack is probably how corporate America, um, how, you know, I'm just going to use a simple example. A profit and loss statement looks might look a little bit different for small businesses, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a benefit to understand that we're small business owners. Um, and we talk about small business owners, uh, how, what's the revenue of the small businesses. And it really goes vastly high as, um, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars too, right? Um, so we're talking about potentially it could be a business that creates a revenue of a million dollars. Right, let's start with $500,000, a million dollars, $20 million, $70 million. Those are all considered, if they're not a public status, that they're considered privately held companies. Um, so when we look at um, nowadays, a lot of corporate executives are looking for a, a good company that's been established to purchase. Now, perspectives in that is um, I use an analogy of jumping off the cliff mm-hmm. and the land in the right side. So to do that right um, you you do want to partner with the right advisors, and that could involve the uh, broker, could involve the CPA or an attorney. Uh, 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 organizations such as um, could be us uh, utilizing the resources and the talking through with experienced folks and the score. Um, so it really involves um, it. It you know I use a also analogy of. Um, it, uh, it takes the village to raise a child. So, mm. you know, a person can't do it alone, right? So right. in having the right sort of advisors and right um, um, set of the eyes in the certain industries, it really makes a big difference. Um, I would say, um, and that's where I saw the opportunity for myself. And I got into a brokerage in the sense when I was looking for business opportunities, um, having the right uh, advisor to me was an important as well. Mm. And um, I saw the opportunity and the room for a um, sort of better, bettering the, uh, making a better contribution, I suppose, in a way by going into the industry because 
I had a good understanding of what is required for regulatory compliance in healthcare um, because there are challenges when um, transaction goes through without having the proper licensing in place. I'm just going to use that as a one blunt example, but that happens. And I know that particularly certain um, licensing agency, you know, shared with me that about 30% of transaction come through without proper licensing process, meaning that that becomes an encumbrances to buyer and seller, to the buyer. And then for sellers, if it doesn't happen with a proper licensing, seller can't sell. So right. the, um, it is, uh, those are small, uh, I would say idiosyncrasy of each industry that requires a transaction to take place with, uh, um, you know, extra sense sensitive eyes and strategic sort of, uh, strategy going through the transaction point A to point Z where, um, you know, it requires the right, um, set of, I think the partnership, uh, that's where I saw the opportunity, um, in especially the healthcare side, um, uh, for small business owners. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are so many who's, um, I think, being served well, and but also served with the additional opportunities in our space of work that we do. Um, so, you know, it's important as far as kind of going back to your question of uh, being prepared to going into buying an existing business or changing the career path, uh, just emotionally and financially being ready. Um, and those are both uh, important. We usually use a term of that, you know, uh, people who are willing and ready. Willing means I'm emotionally, uh, uh, emotionally available to really take to the next level of career change. It really is. And then, um, ready means financially and also ready, um, having, you know, what does that look like for me? What is my net worth? Uh, will I be qualified for financing? So yeah. those are important questions. And, you know, three things I think for if they're shifting from corporate to the business world, uh, they're sort of buying into that career. So three things to always keep in mind is, is that, uh, will it cover my sort of change by changing my career? Does it cover my, um, my life living expenses and my, you know, my lifestyle? Does it support my lifestyle that I'm used to? One, two is, um, will I have, uh, will I have enough coverage for um, paying for the uh, potential um, principal and interest that I'm going to occur through the financing process? And three, will I have um, some return investment that I can have to be able to reinvest in the future investment? So those are three things that I ask people to look at. So I don't know if that helps. No, that's terrific. Uh, 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 it makes perfect sense. And I love how you bring the emotional piece into it as well, uh, mm-hmm. uh, because it's not just financial, it's a whole mindset change and you've yep. got to be ready for that. So uh, th- th- that's great advice. L- let's talk about, um, I guess maybe the, the process. Um, and as I understand it, business brokers, you're typically representing the seller, Correct. Usually that's correct. Yeah. Do you do yeah. buyer representation as well? Mm-hmm. We oh, do. Okay. We do. Um, in our business, uh, just generally, um, buyers are uh, more, um, I would say, takes a little bit longer to find the business opportunity and buy unless they're in the space of constant acquisition, like a private equity groups or, um, or investment groups or family offices that are constantly looking for those opportunities. 
Um, so it depends on um, where they're at. We work with the corporate buyers as well. Um, who is looking to uh, acquire for mergers and acquisitions to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, what's nice about working with a firm like ours is for from buyer side, buyer company side is we, um, we can uh, point them to the right direction as to what to look for and um, help with um, reaching out to potential even competitors in a, um, with the um, with a confidential manner mm-hmm. uh, or suppliers because, you know, acquisition can happen horizontally or vertically. So depends on what their target is. Um, we can look at that and also really look at impact of what kind of synergies there financially and operationally, which in turn could lower some of the operational costs for GNA uh, general administrative cost, which then could increase higher it could bring a higher cash flow for them at the end of the day mm-hmm. which then increases their um you know company financial capabilities obviously so we look at multiple factors um for the buyers sellers generally um process um is when we work with the sellers um biggest question a lot of times business owner has is what's my what's my business value what is um, what are some of the things I need to look for if I need to grow the business? Um, so we value the business first. We come up with uh, uh, broker opinion of value. And then, um, but in the initial conversation, sometimes we do, um, by doing a little bit more discovery, working with the clients, if they're not ready and they need to position their company, they need to come up with the options, really what is the best options. We do, um, you know, analysis of, shareholder um, um, options where what are is a status quo for so long um, and uh, what are some of the options that they have in terms of transaction or sales what are some of the methods and then um, or we might go into a business formal appraisal based on who's involved in the business it could involve a uh, uh, family members who are gifted with some of the shares or mm-hmm. it could involve the um, uh, partners so then um, potentially it might be beneficial to go through a formal appraisal process of their business. Um, so given that value is done, um, the uh, value analysis completed, we go through a, we go through an engagement process where we work with the clients generally for about a year or so. And um, once we go through an engagement process, we will go ahead and um, package the business for marketing materials. Um, so step that would be a second step where we prepare the business for marketing and package that in the ways that it sort of shows the business strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats, as well as their financial analysis, customer mix, revenue mix, uniqueness, low hanging fruits. Uh, we, we, we present the business in the ways that that sh- kind of shed light about the business and have a good understanding of our uh, client's business. And then we go to market with market, go to market strategy. When we work with the business owners based on uh, specific types of business, every business is a little bit different. What we generally do is we do a layers of marketing with the target marketing as well as um, bigger um, crowd in a confidential manner. But again, depends on the business. We go to market in a different ways. We might do uh, a very targeted, say, selected, you know, uh, 15, 20 different sort of target markets. And then we go to market with those uh, versus doing uh, um, uh, going to the open market where 
with the confidentiality. So they do vary. Um, we do so once the marketing strategy is agreed upon, we work with them. We work through vetting buyers um, and buyer management process. We do uh, bring the offer in. We um, help business owners negotiate um, and terms and conditions of those. Uh, work with the right advisors in the right time. So we quarterback the process. Depends on the size of the business. We, um, you know, it, it's important for us to kind of partner with and collaborate with their advisors, such as financial advisors, CPA, and attorney. Um, and we bring them into the uh, process um, early on. If you know that is there is a, a component of the certain business that requires and calls for more of those uh, circumstances. Um, for tax consequences or, um, you know, post-closing, um, you know, mitigate any sort of post-closing transaction um, complications and things like that. So we really kind of watch out for those process and partnering with the right people. And uh, purchase agreement, we stay with our client all the way through the closing. We make an arrangement to make sure that that all happens. Um, so the where I think the challenging uh, or difficult part for um, people to generally understand is, is that it's not about finding a buyer. It's about finding the right buyer with a synergy and having that going through the end of the closing process, going through a financing, working with um, advisors and making sure all the uh, due diligence part is completed. So I would say those are, um, that's where I would say most important part, that's most laboring part, uh, finding buyers. Uh, is one thing and going through the transaction in itself is also a different thing. So that's where um, I think, you know, we can partner with uh, uh, business owners in different ways with the quality and the attention to details and uh, really being there um, as their thinking partners for the business owners. Yeah, I love that. And, and it's so important for business owners contemplating a sale to know because there's so many transactions and you can address this more specifically than I'm about to. Um, there are so many transactions that get signed uh, as you know as a preliminary agreement, but never make it to the closing table, right? Right, and that's more so um, than uh, actually not. And, and we work with we worked with a, quite a lot of business owners who came after. So I'll give you an example. One of the buyers said, "So." We're so excited. We put in an offer to this uh, one of our competitors. They accepted an offer. What do we do now? <laughs> right. Um, so is that a just kind of working through? Depends on which who they're working with when it comes to their um, um, advisors. And you know, quite a few of the questions that business you know had was business uh, owners had was, well, okay, we made an offer, but was that the right offer? Mm. What's part of the due diligence? What's, what are some of the checklists we're missing here? Did we miss anything? We feel a little bit uneasy because we don't know that we don't do this day in and day out. Um, so that's one of the examples. And other examples are the sellers uh, are approached by buyers and they work with a buyer, buyer usually, and then that falls through. And then there's another buyer who approaches that falls through. During that time, what happens is... Um, we see quite a lot of times business do decline uh, because of with the thought process of, okay, now I, I have a buyer in place. I can take it easy a little bit um, and business declines. So 
we want to make sure our business owners stay focused on their business. If they're in day-to-day operations, we want them to stay in day-to-day operations. If they are um, not and they are absentee owners, still have a pulse on the business so that business continues to stay uh, either you know um, where they are or continue to grow um, and for the benefit of the sellers and the buyers um, as well. And um, when business owner gets sidetracked working with the potential buyers of their business, we do see that uh, on their own without the uh, having support, it makes it really difficult. So we've had a few business owners who came to us with a declined revenue and the uh, uh, earnings um, after they've worked with quite a few, say two to three buyers. And they said, I'm done. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired. I'm exhausted working with the buyers because it is a laboring process. I have, I, you know, the best way to describe this is that when business owner works in a manufacturing and that's what they do, um, what we do is completely different industry. Just see that as different industry. When you do that, how do you bring the synergy in when working with the business brokers? And it's a better way to look at them and say, I, it's not part of my, my work. Um, I could do this, but at the same time, I like to have someone else bring it. Just as a say, example of CPA for tax work, um, it could be an example of uh, suppliers bringing suppliers. See that as, okay, I can work simultaneously um, as a partner, partnership and collaborating it versus me doing it myself. And that that is a good way to look at it from a business owner perspective. I'm not sure if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it um, makes perfect sense. Um, yeah. Well, Young, this has been great. And uh, lots, I think, for business owners that want to sell and uh, maybe potential buyers as they think about purchasing, uh, a lot for them to think about and way too much that we could talk about that we can't fit into this program. So let's get to the most important question, which is for those that want to be in touch, kind of explore some of these issues with you and maybe uh, talk about an engagement. Uh, how can they get in touch with you? Sure. Um, so uh, our audience can get hold of us by giving us a call or sending us an email, and I can give uh, our email address. That is uh, young, Y-O-U-N-G, B, as in boy, young B, at vrtwincities.com. And our phone number is 651-330-1767. And our website is www.vrtwincities.com. Awesome. Young Bebus, folks, and she is the... Uh, uh, managing partner, owner of uh, VR Business Brokers. Uh, Young, this has been great. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you, John. Thank you. Folks, just a quick uh, reminder that um, we are here to support uh, small, medium-sized business owners that otherwise wouldn't have a platform to tell the great stories that they have to share and to share that the, the great work that they do in service to others. So here's how you can support them. Uh, one small way is go subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. Minneapolis St. Paul business radio is the search term and give us a five-star review. Again, it's not about me. It's not about business radio X. It's about our great, uh, business leaders that we feature on this show, like young, uh, and, uh, others that we've had, uh, over 
uh, the time we've had the show going, and we love it if you would support them in that way because if you do that, it's easier for folks to find the show, folks that might be able to use their services uh, and their products. So thank you in advance for that. If you want to find our complete show archive, you can go maybe the shortest uh, URLs to go to minnesotabusinessradio.com. You can find our complete show archive there. And if you want to see other shows on the Business Radio X network, just go to businessradiox.com and you can find our, our national network there as well. So for my guest, Young Bebus, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio.